Chapter Fifteen of Zauberlinda the Wise Witch. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Zauberlinda the Wise Witch by Eva Catherine Gibson. Chapter Fifteen Annie Meets Zauberlinda. So many travelers had now joined the circle that as the day wore away eagle feather suggested that they all form in line and march in a grand procession to the meeting place he said if they started at once they would get there by moonrise and so they formed in line annie and eagle feather at the head leading the march and a tall stag with a white doe beside him walking next then followed two antelopes after them came some rocky mountain sheep while two very jolly bears walked side by side and amused the company with their drolleries the long procession was followed by numerous bands of small creatures prince limberlegs a big bullfrog led the army of green jumpers overhead great flocks of wild ducks and geese and cranes were calling and clamoring all was hubbub and confusion they were all humming buzzing quacking grunting barking yelping singing or calling to each other as they marched along through the forest the meeting place was in the heart of the enchanted wood near a clear pretty lake where the outstretched arms of great trees made a deep shade fireflies had flung themselves in chains of light over the tall reeds by the lake to illuminate the place and white night moths fluttered like flags from the branches and twigs of the old trees it was a wonderful dazzling and beautiful sight hundreds of animals were already there when the procession arrived some birds of very beautiful plumage had come to beg zoberlinda to change their pretty feathers to duller more ugly colors because the rare beauty of their plumage often brought down upon them a cruel death as they were hunted for their breasts and wings they feared they would all be exterminated if something was not done for them very soon yes said the buffalo it will be with them as it was with us once we roamed the plains in herds that numbered thousands and now alas there are but few of us left when eagle feather interpreted this to annie she pitied the buffalo and the pretty birds so much that her eyes were filled with tears for their sad fate and she declared that she would never again wear the breast or wing of a bird on her hat the company was very noisy at first but when a big white owl called to wit to woo a hush fell over everything annie looked down a forest aisle where the moonlight fell like a river of light and dashing down through it with their proud heads high in the air came two splendid milk-white moose at full speed their branching horns were garlanded with woodland ferns and flowers and their great soft black eyes gleamed in the moonlight they drew a beautiful chariot covered with wood lichen and toadstools pink yellow drab and streaky green ones upon a throne-like seat in this chariot sat a beautiful being with white arms and gleaming shoulders her face was radiant smiling and young her flowing mantle was all of forest green a wreath of wild woodland flowers and rushes was on her lovely head with its long silky flowing hair a light seemed to shine all around her but one could not see from whence it came two big white rabbits sat up behind her chariot and a white owl was perched upon her shoulder 
She carried a long wand with a gleaming Z on the end of it. Her two white moose drew up with a flourish in the center of the open space near the lake in full view of all the eager watchful eyes there was a moment of silence and then the night birds struck up a loud chorus whippoorwills owls and thrushes seemed to vie with the droning gnats the tree toads and the bullfrogs with their deep bass voices zobelinda raised her magic wand and all was hushed then at a signal three brown bears shambled out from the assembly and began to climb up into a tree as quickly and as quietly as possible then some more bears came out into the open space and danced opening their great mouths and showing their white teeth finally they played some games and ended by all joining hands and dancing round the tree like children playing ring around a rosy suddenly they scattered and ran when the owl called to woo they squatted so quickly and became so motionless that one could not tell them from old brown tree stumps which is just what the bears wanted for it was one of their ways of hiding from their enemies after the bear plays the wolves gave an exhibition of their skill and the coyotes showed off their accomplishments annie who had always loved and defended the wild animals sat very still her big blue eyes shining with excitement and interest she said that one of the prettiest things she saw at the midsummer meeting was the dance of the sand hill cranes first they stood up in line like awkward long-legged soldiers just learning to drill they courtesied then danced on one foot then upon the other and zigzagged back and forth to their first places again after the animals had performed they filed past zoberlinda who spoke to one a word touched another lightly with her wand or reproved still another which hung its head and slunk away ashamed annie watched everything wonderingly suddenly her heart throbbed faster as though by some command which they could not disobey annie and eagle feather arose at the same time and hand in hand through the throng of wild animals they walked up to the chariot of the great wise witch she looked into their faces and smiled and her smile was like the sun when it lights the forest aisles on a may morning and all the little new leaves tremble for joy speak my children what bring you to my forest glade she said oh wise zauberlinda answered eagle feather bending low before her I have come that I might ask you to put it into the hearts of my pale-faced brothers to spare to us children of nature still a few wild places like this wood of yours so that my own people and my friends the wood folks might not all perish from the earth thou hast spoken well said Zorbalinda. mother nature shall know thy wish she will open the blind unseeing eyes of men to the wild beauty of her still and shadowy places and inspire their hearts with a truer worship and love of her and with kindness and pity for her wild children eagle feather turned away it was now annie's turn to speak she took from her little pocket the gnome king's ring with the magic crystal she held it up in the moonlight and told the wise witch honestly and bravely how it had come into her possession let me look at it more closely said the wise witch Annie waited while Zauberlinda gazed earnestly into the great gleaming crystal. Dost grant me permission to do with this as I will? she asked Annie. The child bowed her head. Then, 
said Zorbalinda, lifting it with a sweep of her white arm high above her head. Thus do I hurl the thing far from thee, and with it the curse which forever follows the use of unearned gold. Come, Nix, old water Nix, come and take this bauble and give it to thy mermaids to play with, or if thou wilt use it to find gold, keep what thou dost gain to gild the scales of thy gold and silver fish. Annie was so surprised at this unexpected way of dealing with the magic crystal that she could not speak. And yet suddenly she began to feel very glad, light-hearted, and gay. All her troubles seemed to have slipped away from her as the ring sank down to the bottom of the lake. Child Annie, come closer, said Zorbalinda, still with a sweet smile upon her face. Thou art not vexed that I flung away that evil thing? No, for whatever the good wise witch does must surely be right, said the child softly. Never more wilt thou have cause to fear the gnome king, said Zorbalinda, for when this ring sank to the bottom of the lake, he lost forever all power over thee. What dost thou wish of me now? Above all things, to go home to my own people, said Annie, to grandmother, my papa, and dear Pete Pumpernickel. I will have thee taken home by the straightest, shortest way by my own white-winged skyships, said Zorbalinda. But first, since I have taken away the gold-finding crystal, I will give thee something in its place. For I have ever loved thee for thy sweet pity for my wild creatures of wood and plain and field. Listen, child Annie, I touch thee with my magic Z, and the charm shall abide with thee forever. Upon thine eyes with my magic wand I touch thee, and bestow upon thee the gift of the seeing eyes. Thou shalt see and know the beauty of God's wild woodland things, the soft eye of the deer, the sheen upon the dragonfly's wing, and the grace and beauty of the white heron. Upon thy breast I touch thee, and bestow upon thee the gift of the feeling heart. Thou shalt have sympathy for all living things. Upon the lips I touch thee, and bestow upon thee the gift of eloquent speech. Thou shalt speak ever the right words for all my dumb creatures who suffer in silence and are abused and misunderstood. Rise, child Annie, little sister of pity and princess of the enchanted wood. Go out and teach the great lesson of kindness. Annie arose, her heart swelling as if it would break with pride and happiness. Great and good Zorberlinda, she said, I thank you with all my heart and I will always try to faithfully obey your wishes, and I shall come back every year to sit at your feet at the great meeting with my friends in fur and feathers, and with them learn the lessons you teach. But now streaks of crimson light began to shoot up in the eastern sky, and a flute-like note from a watching bird broke the silence that had fallen over all the woods. I must away, said the great wise witch. Midsummer week is over and past. She waved her magic wand, and in an instant the beasts and birds had scattered and disappeared in the shadowy forest. Eagle Feather, too, had vanished. Zorbalinda lifted her lovely face and turned it eastward to the rising sun. Then, holding up her white arms to the blue sky, she called, Over water, over land, from beyond the golden strand, come white ships that sail the sky, hither, hither, hither fly. Instantly three great white gulls came flying from the east and alighted at Annie's feet. 
They carried a basket woven from stout green rushes. Annie heard the voice of Zorbalinda saying, I must away to my palace at the end of the shining rainbow. The child looked around just in time to see Zorbalinda in the chariot and the white moose going at full speed down the woodland aisle. She turned and stepped into the basket boat. The gulls began to rise in the air. She closed her eyes and could feel that their strong wings were bearing her up. She thought to see Harney's Peak from away up in the sky, and so opening her eyes to look down for a minute, she found herself instead looking right into her father's face, for she was being lifted up in his strong arms. End of chapter 15